Welcome back, everybody, to Found in Prague. Today, we're going to be finishing part two of our dating topic. And we have some pretty interesting ideas, I think, that we're going to be discussing tonight, concluding some of our thoughts even from the last time that we discussed about this. Uh, We had talked a little bit about how dating is in our different cultures and countries and even some of our perspectives of what we grew up with, with our family's beliefs and different things like that. We also discussed a little bit about values and how they're so important to discuss with somebody that you're dating. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a really important thing to, to know what does this person value and do my values align with theirs. And so that kind of brought us to the, our starting question for tonight, which I think is a really interesting question. And it's, is there such a thing as the one? I think a lot of people go through this thought in their mind of like, oh, will I find the one? And I know a lot of differing opinions and thoughts of is there the one, especially in a Christian context, which is, again, we're all Christians here. So we talk with the background of of the Bible and also knowing God. And I think that this is a really interesting question. So maybe some of you out there listening have asked this question yourself. Maybe you're looking to be in a dating relationship and you're like, is this the one? Um, So anyways, we kind of just wanted to start with that question. And I'm just curious, Alex, if you have any thoughts on that topic. Yeah, uh, some some long time ago, uh, six, seven, eight years ago, um, when I was still not married yet, but I was really into these topics, kind of trying to find and understand different people's perspectives. Um, I was actually traveling uh, for work uh, to London, and um, I stopped by uh, a couple that uh, moved there uh, that I really knew really good. And uh, they already had, I think, two kids at that time. And um, we were sitting, having a tea, like uh, late evening tea and some discussions about relationships and dating. And one thing um, I kind of tried to ask them, and and I basically, I think I was asking everyone uh, that that was already married. I had like a set of questions I was always interested in. And one of the questions uh, I asked them this evening was, uh, how did you know guys um, or or he or she was the one? And the reply I got really surprised me was, um, well, I still don't know. <laughs> and and it, it shocked me a bit. I was like uh, speechless for maybe a minute. And then, yeah. Um, that that kind of answers uh, a bit of of the thoughts uh, I have, you know, and and some people have when they're coming to this question, and you know, when when they have two kids uh, and they're married for I don't know six years, it's probably a sign they found the one. But then you know, answering in this way kind of op- leaves the question open. So yeah, that that that's my background on this. Nice. I think that that's. A very yeah shocking answer I can imagine, <laughs> especially when it's somebody that you admire a lot in their relationship with each other. Um, but yeah, I actually would say that I kind of agree with that line of thinking that there isn't just the one. 
I think there's some thoughts out of scripture that I would say um, where if it was like if God had one person for you and you somehow missed marrying that one person, that would mess up like all the genealogies and like the plan of Christ. And I think that we're too um, human for that. (laughs) And God is a lot bigger than there being the one. But I do think, however, in Involving and including God in the process and also I think going back to what I was just saying earlier about knowing your values and actually being able to line those up and then choosing choosing to love someone and choosing to fight for that relationship I think that's with any relationship in our lives we sometimes there's hard times and you choose to love and and fight through different relationships and I think that it's very similar with that as well that um I think there's of course like the whole process of being attracted to that person and you know all the the fun parts of dating someone but to just sit there and go there's only one person for me in the world uh I don't know I think that there there could be several different people that would be a good match for you but it depends on how how you grow, how they grow, and your choices in life and um, where you take that. But um, that's just my opinion or my thoughts on that. The reason why I think uh, the one could be very um, misconstrued and could be very toxic is the, because, like, you get obsessed the moment you find this person who is perfect for you, who you dreamed of. But that person doesn't even know you. And you're not that person's the one, you know? What if that happens? All you end up is being uh, the creep. All you (laughs) end up being is um, a stalker in a way where you pursue them, continue to try everything because they think you think that that person is the one, but that person is continuously thinking, this is weird, this is wrong. So... I'm not suggesting that you need to marry multiple people. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm saying yeah, that no. <laughs> you need to have an uh, open eye towards um, their values as well, in a way. Because, um, of course, love is a timing. I think it's very coincidental thing. And it needs to be perfect timing for both of them, both people to like each other at the same time. So this... Uh, focus on love uh, in the one and sticking to the one is not in a way bad, but if you just like obsess about it, I think it becomes a problem. When it becomes like a uh, myth or something like a, a treasure that you aim for your life or that is the only ideal idea that you have for your spouse or for your boyfriend or girlfriend that's when it becomes a problem but oh i want to find my one you know that's an okay idea i think and um and you just hope that the other person thinks you're also the one you know good luck with that i think that's kind of what miranda was alluding to as well in that you can choose for that person to be the one and so i'm not sure that I would say love is coincidental. I'm not sure. But 
um, in my opinion, I do think you can meet mm -hmm. someone and yeah, develop that friendship, develop that relationship. And then both of you actively choose like this is, you know, this is my person. This is the one we're going to work at this relationship. We're going to make this work. And, you know, um, I think there are different uh, aspects that add to it and different uh, things that you go through in a relationship that help you decide if this is the one. I mean, I was, I've been in a, in a relationship where I knew from the start that I was not going to marry this person. And then I was in a different relationship where I was like, ooh, this is one that I would be willing to like put in the work for him to be the one. It didn't work out. But I mean, it's a different mindset in how I was in, in the relationship. And so I think by how we um, choose and the decisions that we make and how we communicate and choose connection really helps develop that relationship and helps develop that trust between you two that you are going to you know pursue connection and pursue this relationship yeah it's um i i agree with uh, what what you guys said uh just just before and i, I do agree with the point that relationship or marriage is a choice of two people and and from that perspective um looking for the one um maybe it is uh, romanticized a lot by movies and cultures and books um but on the, on the other hand um there are different types of people um and they perceive things differently and they also think differently about their uh, lives in general uh, and i think if you're in the mindset of um I'm looking for the one. I also really believe that God is really directing you towards your person and this person will be your one. Um, so it, yes, it, it, it's not that there is only one possibility in life, that there is only one person in whole 7 billion people living on this earth that is your one, but looking on it from the other's perspective, um, there is one person that probably is your one, right? And and it, it is more about, again, being dedicated to one person, particular person, and trying to find this person. Um, not not more about the this being a single choice in your life and nothing else will work or, you know. Otherwise, there wouldn't be examples of, for example, people marrying and then one of the spouses dies or, you know, dif different things could happen in life and then they find another couple, you know. So what what would that mean? Is that they, they ruined the relationship of somebody else? The second and, one. Yeah. And, and then the problem would be then you have to have similar amount of men and women in the world, which is not true mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, then what happens to the mismatches, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's a very interesting question. And yeah, that's... And when it comes to like, um, like finding the one, the moment you start to like categorize like, oh, I will eliminate this amount of people. It's like this idea of like, oh, you have so many choices in life to meet like this person, that person is a myth. I'm sorry, but there's group of people that you will meet and you will have preferences within that that you can't like values that you have that cannot be ignored. And then you start eliminating people, all the people who are uh, not within that values. 
and then you find that there's only handful of people that you can choose and within the handful of people you have to work it out or you're never going to get married <laughs> so i i see that it's very important to adapt instead of <laughs> trying to force it through and to um be okay with the one who you see most closest to your values and their values aligning mm. I think I would even just put, and this is kind of just more of a personal story for me, but something that I kind of had gone through was um, somebody was kind of pursuing me and I didn't know exactly where it was going or um, what to do with it exactly. But we we were kind of open to where it could go for a while. And then I had really just been praying throughout this entire process of just kind of God, like, what do I do? And I tend to overthink these things like way too much. Probably a lot of you listening could relate to that. Um, so I was really just like, oh my gosh, like I need to decide what I want to do with this. And I probably put too much pressure on it, to be honest. But I was like, I don't know if I want to date this person if if I can't see my, you know, see myself in the future potentially marrying them. And so I was really trying to figure out could I see myself with this person before I entered a, a, into a dating relationship with them? So it was, you know, we were getting to know each other. And anyways, um, I had really just been seeking God and was like, God, what do I do with this? And I felt like his answer to me from what I could understand was it would be good. It, it, this could be a good relationship if you chose it. This this could be a good thing. But I also have something for you that could even be better but it's up to you. And so that was a really interesting process for me because it wasn't that it was a bad thing. Um, this person is a really amazing person and loves God and uh, I, I really admire this person, but um, it was just my process with this of just kind of going and I think that that's where there is that choice as well um, to really kind of line up different things and, and also think, think ahead think into the future a little bit. Yeah, I think that kind of even brings up a point of like, how do you even start dating? Like, how do you start that dating process? Because I think, especially um, as a, a young person or, you know, somebody in high school or maybe in college, even beyond that, um, yeah, we kind of were talking a little bit about that earlier. How do you even start that process? What does that look like? Um, there's probably lots of funny stories here. I don't know. One thing I want to add to your previous um, thoughts was that uh, if you find a person that might be perfect for you, the, there is another part to it. Uh, you might not be the ideal part for him. This is her. so true. And you never know. So, yeah, that's that's a very interesting kind of way to look at it, right? Because that's not only you involved in the relationship. There is another side. So mm -hmm. maybe something in you... Um, or for, for you together would not work. Maybe this person is perfect and great and 
it will work from your side, but it might not work from the other person's side. So you need you need to kind of have these two perspectives when you're thinking about it. And also one other thing, it's it's completely fine to choose to be single in life. Um, mm. I, I have friends, really close friends, that chose that path in life. And if if that's you, that's also fine. If if it's a deliberate choice, right? If if you decided to do that. To I already mentioned that like you need to be in like coincidence. It needs to be a coincidence for you to start dating someone, you know? In what? A way. I Why does kinda, it need to be a coincidence? I, mean, I know too. I, <laughs> I want to. Just I don't know if I agree evaluate, with this, Sean. <laughs> evaluate in what I meant by that. Elaborate Maybe, on it. Yeah, because it could be like, um, like misunderstood, misunderstood. Like, um, I don't have a choice or something. Or no, I'm just saying that uh, each person has a stage in their life where they want to date or don't want to date and both people need to be willing to date the other so and that timing is very small and in just in general i think and so and also this idea of i cannot date anyone is a or I'm not allowed to date anyone, or I don't want to date anyone, is uh, what halts a lot of people from dating. And, uh, but there's this thing about love is that you can't stop it. So in a way, I'm saying it's a coincidence because like you can't ch- ch- uh, fool your heart from falling in love. You might want to ask Amy about that. (laughs) So, Amy, do you have anything to say about that? I have a lot of things to say about that, actually. I think, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with the coincidence thing still. I'm not convinced. Just because you also just said you have to choose, you know, at this particular time that you both want to date. But in, I have definitely thought myself out of falling in love with someone before because I rationalized on why the relationship wouldn't work. And so therefore I didn't want to get hurt and I didn't want to pursue something that I didn't think would work. Therefore I actually, I thought myself out of liking this person and ended up just appreciating the friendship that we had and valued that aspect of who this person was. And we're still friends today and I've been able to just be like, nope, like I'm not actually gonna have feelings for this person in that way. And so I do think that you can stop yourself from falling in love with someone which maybe is pessimistic of me, but I think, you know. And see, I, on the other hand, would say that is definitely not my experience. I have not been able to think my way out of falling in love with someone. <laughs> see, uh, why I'm would saying. you do that on purpose? Our values really didn't line up, and there was a lot of things about the relationship that didn't make sense, and we were going to be living on two different continents, and there was just a lot of things that it was... Like we got to know each other over a few months and we got to, um, we got to, yeah, be really good friends. And then as I, I was like starting to have feelings for them and I was like, ooh, this is probably not a good idea. And so I thought myself out of developing further feelings. Yeah, I, I do understand that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, continue on, Miranda, about how you couldn't stop yourself about falling, falling in love. Because I'm... 
for that perspective because like <laughs> it, it for Hopeless me romantic. because i'm 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 a person who is very like rational so i have to because like i'm so rational to the point where i think i can control it so i'm hoping that the aspect of uh falling in love is partially needs to be true for me mm-hmm. for me to actually be in in relationship mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying i mean yeah every relationship is different and depending on what stage of life you're in as well i also had a crush on someone for like a super long time and eventually we started dating and so that was one that was like i just like him i don't want to think myself out of this and so that was you know it really depends on the situation and but i think depending on the person and how you view relationships and how you want to operate you can take control in certain areas for me personally that's been my experience but yes miranda do tell us about falling in love well, yeah, I would say, and this is just, again, this is from my experience and my, my perspective on this, is that feelings are really hard to control. Like, I think feelings are probably one of the most out-of-control things that we have in this world because they're hard to think your way out of. If you have that superpower like Amy, I'm amazed. But I, Woo-hoo. myself <laughs> and a lot of people I know, I think... Um, you experience feelings, they're part of life, and also, you know, so whatever that involves, whether it's falling in love or, or liking someone or all these different things, however, what we do have control over is our actions, mm-hmm. and I think that that is where the line is kind of drawn when you're looking at, do I want to date this person? Do I want to date someone? So I think even, you know, with Amy, your, your thing of, of talking yourself out of dating that person, um, you were able to talk yourself out of feelings. I, I haven't been able to successfully do that myself, talk myself out of the feelings or like think my way out of them. However, I think, you know, in trying to find the right person, I've kind of had to evaluate and say, okay, uh, do I actually want to act on this, act on my feelings? And what I've had to do with my feelings is really just take them, take them to God and say, God, I have to give you these because I, I don't know what to do with these. And it's so easy to act out of your feelings or your emotions or, um, how you are attracted to someone. It's so easy. I think all of us at some point in time have experienced that. And so if you know, Hey, this person's values don't line up with mine or even, um, you're going through just those different questions of, should I pursue this? Should I wait? Should I do what, what should I do? Uh, I mean, I would just so encourage each and every person listening to take their feelings to God. It's not an overnight thing too. Like I've had to lay my feelings down so many times and say, you know, you think, okay, now if that's done, I'm done with that. But really bringing them before God and letting God help write your story. And I think that probably a lot of really successful marriages and people who are married would say that as well let let God be part of writing that story and even just as Alex was saying too just of how um God directing and bringing the right person you know we talked about maybe not just one person but but yeah I mean that God knows right he knows you and he knows the other person so he knows how those things could fit together and I think um by being in prayer and allowing him to be part of that process, you're not going to be sorry for doing that. (laughs) 
Yeah, what I want to say is uh, just in, about the feelings. That I think feelings are important uh, part of dating relationships, but the thing with the feelings, they will go away eventually. And then what you are left with is, you know, your deliberate choices or, again, your values uh, with your partner. So it's very dangerous to base everything just on feelings. And to be really fair, it is really different for different people. So it might be that you will have feelings all your life, all, I don't know, 80 years you're married. It might happen. It also might happen. It wouldn't. So when it wouldn't, when, when feelings will what stop, are you standing wh on? Why, what, what is holding on your relationship or your marriage is important. So feelings are important to start a relationship. I can't imagine people hating each other and starting relationships. <laughs> but I mean, that also might happen, I think. Um, it wouldn't lead probably mm. anywhere really far, but you know people are weird but anyways f feelings feelings could... i do know of a, a story yeah, actually yeah, yep. yeah, yeah i can imagine as i said there's I, all I, there's something for anything exactly exactly yeah. there's there are so many different stories of people starting all the different kinds of relationships so i can imagine people starting relationships of hating each other but what i'm trying to say actually hating is also a feeling right so it's true. it's a true this is true yes. um, so either you hate or really love the person feelings will probably fade away with time yeah and it's really important to base your relationship to something else also another thought that i have i've heard of a lot of stories where people were torturing themselves having feeling for a person but not expressing them so they were just holding on on these things and, and not going and not trying overthinking the process or overthinking what might happen. And I think it's really important to to make the step. There are exceptions to that, right? If people yeah. are in a marriage, you probably shouldn't do it or, you know. <laughs> But yes, I mean, if, that's, yeah. a, you know, that's a great one. <laughs> if you know a person that is, you know, doesn't date anyone and like you are not dating anyone, he's not dating anyone and you have a feeling for him or for her, doesn't matter. You probably will eliminate a lot of unnecessary struggles and pain and also spend time just overthinking things if you just go and talk to the person or express the feeling somehow. That's just from the experience it either may end up in you being good friends it might end up you not talking to each other again or it might end <laughs> up in relationship and marriage it depends but you will never know until you actually talk and express these feelings right so that's the first step to dating just talk about your feelings with the person yeah i mean go, go for it oh, yeah shoot. You, you don't have to you know run to them and then oh i have all these feelings for you and so on and so on you just you should start so wait are you saying i shouldn't like write a song and like you know tap their yeah, window yeah, and then yeah. serenade them stand outside, stand outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay so not doing that but just you can <laughs> everyone can express themselves as they wish shouldn't you know show some up people like dancing fireworks. some people yes. like singing some people yes. like uh, really quiet talks in a closed room you know introverts extroverts all kinds of people but the, the important part is making the step that first going step. going into it mm. and 
as I said, there could be many different ends to the story. But if you don't start, it will not happen by itself, right? It, it's mm-hmm. not a miracle. You, you need it's to so do the true. steps. I know. I think I, I was thinking about this earlier because um, Sean was mentioning something about how weird it was to have guys like go and ask the girls' parents like if they could date them. And see, I, I think that that's actually a really beautiful thing, especially in high school. And that was something that I experienced the, with my first relationship. Uh, I was 16 and he was 15. And of course, we were very mature as you are. And um, yes. But he, he was actually genuinely, I can say this now as, as a grown up looking back, I think he was a pretty mature 15 year old guy. He yep. was really respectful and he did, he went to my parents and he was like, Hey, I really see some awesome qualities in, in your daughter and I'd like to pursue something more with her. Can I have your guys' permission to do that? And it actually invited my parents into our relationship in a really beautiful way. My parents had a great rapport with him. They were, we were all able to have open discussion about what was happening in our relationship you know because we were young so that we did have some rules that we had to follow you know and but it it didn't feel awkward it wasn't behind the scenes it wasn't behind closed doors it, it was actually in a really beautiful way and thankfully my parents and this was maybe the thing that Sean was bringing up they weren't super like overstepping or like really super over involved but they were able to bring wise words of wisdom to me at different times. And I was able to process different things with them. And so I actually really appreciated that as a young person. Um, but you're, I think you're there's... You're really happy to have such parents. Parents are really I, different. I am very lucky. Uh, honestly, I, I don't... I think that there's so many different cases. I will say I have probably one of the best parents that have... Yeah. I, I really admire the guy that did it, and I think if you can, if if you are if you are brave enough, you know, <laughs> and and the situation with parents allows you to do that, it's it's a great thing to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. it's it's a really great thing to do for everyone in the relationship. For yes, for you personally as a guy, it will give you a, a lot of respect from the parents. Mm-hmm. From from parents' perspective, it's a great thing because they know who who's his you know daughter yeah. is dating their daughter is dating and for for you because you know that parents know the guy knows the parents and you're kind of in a more comfortable situation the other thing that also brings into it um i think i can't tell it for myself but uh definitely when my brother was dating my parents were for uh, bringing the girls into the in, into the home so they would be around so they're they were inviting them to be at home rather than going somewhere outside on the street and you know doing whatever they want um, so that's another kind of part of of the relationship which kind of you know maybe not depends on parents but if parents allow that i think it's also a great thing yeah. to do good segue to like the fact that should you tell your parents <laughs> it's really 
I tell my parents yes, but I don't like ex- explicitly like introduce them to my parents. Uh, I don't think that is that's a different topic. But I think this is You're- more this is more about like introducing to your parents and having a conversation with the parents and having an open relationship and understanding and having providing a space uh safe space for dating um but i understood that family situation can be very complicated in a way where from my culture it's very really tied to family background it's like like if that person has a really bad family background uh, you're prohibited from dating. So even even if you're adults, not just teenagers, it's like adults, like like thirty year old, like their parents will find out your who you're dating and like actively go against it, block everything, try rumors. And in Korean soap opera, the famous thing is like the rich man's uh, son is dating a poor man's girl, <laughs> and. The rich man's uh, uh, son's mother will meet the daughter uh, of the girl, the girlfriend, and pour water on her in the restaurant and say, here's some money, get off. That's a common trait in Korean drama. Now it's like a little bit less, but it's made fun of. But it's like a very common thing where it's it's portraying the fact that family background is so important when it comes to just simply dating and the more you can open up to your family and your family's being mature and respectful and uh, giving you wise words and providing a safe safe space is great but if that is not the case usually a lot of kids who are behind the scene who are dating behind the scene they all go haywire and i can i can say that i was one of the Actually, I actually went to a girl's father and asked him, can I ask her to a date? Actually, <laughs> when I was like 16 or something or 17, I don't remember. Yes, um, I was one of those guys. And I, the reason why I did it is because like I really wanted to get over my feeling. But the girl was continuously rejecting me from expressing my feelings. And I didn't want to do it during school time. So we i ha- but she rejected me from doing from outside of school so <laughs> we got really awkward to a point where i had to go to his father and ask him out and then she he answered me back and she i had to plan this thing out and we on a date and she rejected me at the end of the <laughs> oh, so like you know what i'm saying it it, it caused a lot of like um, embarrassment and confusion for my young self but I'm glad I went through it and um, and I'm glad that he was so respectful the father was really respectful and the, uh, my my friend uh, was really respectful to me so but it may not be the case what I'm saying and on that on that side of the story it's very uh, important to just go back to God in that situation because like there is no other answer to this answer. It's like you need to go immediately to God. If your relationship is behind doors where your parents don't know, your siblings don't know it, your friends don't know it, then the only one who can mitigate your relationship in that, uh, in a, in a loving and respecting manner 
is God. So, and I have seen like relationships that are behind doors that have turned out great. But uh, usually those things all happen very, very so often. Not that many, but most of them, if it's not an open relationship, um, I've seen that it goes really downhill. So I think it is a good idea to involve the family. But if you can't, I think yeah, I, I strongly respect, I mean, go back to God. I think that, you know, of course, in this world, everybody has a different family dynamic and family situation. I, I was really lucky to have, uh, I have a really great relationship with my family. I did have one relationship that was, my mom and I were at odds the entire time. But I think, you know, there's probably people out there who have maybe a really toxic family background or maybe don't even have those kinds of relationships with their parents. Maybe it's, maybe we're talking to someone here and you're a Christian, but your family's not a Christian. And so you have different values than what your family has. And so I think that can also be really difficult when maybe your family's speaking something into your relationship that you're trying to have actually a healthy relationship, but maybe their values or their advice doesn't apply to what you believe in or how you want to go about your relationship. And I think that 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 can be really hard and really damaging because maybe there's bitterness that is stirred up from that. Uh, And I think it's a good question to ask, what do I do with this? How can I go about dealing with these situations in an honoring way? Right. Because Christ calls us to honor people and even, you know, pray for our enemies I think that's so challenging. I uh, was talking to someone that I know, and um, they've been in a relationship for for quite some time now, and their partner's family just hates this, hates them. And it's really hard, and it's really hard, but I've watched this person that I know continually pray for that family and say, God will, like, just bless them, even though this is really hard for me. And I think that's a really huge like you know taking the upper road step and I really just honor that and I'm, I'm really impressed by that that but I also was thinking about how important you know if you kind of come from a family dynamic where they can't really be involved in your relationship because of toxicity or maybe different values finding family outside of that I think that's a huge part of Christian world, right, is as as Christians, we have a family that's even broader than just our blood family. And so if for some reason you find yourself in a situation like that, um, we've talked so much about this, finding mentors, finding people who can really speak into your relationship. So maybe it's not your biological dad, but there are so many amazing Christian men that want to walk through, you know, the different steps of dating with you. There's some amazing Christian women that want to walk through the steps of dating with you. And I think being able to seek those out and ask for help, ask this question, just like Alex was saying, you know, he was like, I would ask, you know, every married couple I knew, like the different questions that I had in my mind, what did, how did you do this? What did you go through? And I think that, yeah, if you can't have those conversations with your parents, that's okay too. Like, I think, again, not everybody has that privilege or that opportunity but there are people out there who can be part of that process and I think that's really important to seek out in the in the dating process 
Yeah, a few things to add to that. Um, first, to the parents kind of topic thing. Um, uh, first one, um, it's very important to ask yourself a question. Uh, if you are hiding the relationship, why you're doing that? There could be different reasons for that. And some of them could be noble, but actually not for a proper reason. Like you would tell yourself you're doing it for a proper reason that your parents don't allow you any relationship or I don't know, whatever, right? Like your family dynamic is not good and so on and so on. But if you're honest with yourself looking into your relationship and you can tell yourself that, yes, really, there is nothing I can do. There is no way for me to introduce a person to my parents and make the relationship open don't know why it could happen but again it might happen right but you just need to ask these questions because if you ask this question and the answer is well i just don't want my parents to know about it there there is something you are hiding and that's a not a good pattern for mm -hmm. your future of the future of your relationships yeah. most probably that's the first thing and after this question is there's another side to it kind of an opposite one um, for example, I I'm just talking about myself, but I wouldn't bring every or I wouldn't the first day I meet a girl or I st start dating a girl, I wouldn't bring this to my parents, but just for a reason that I wasn't really sure what the status of this relationship was, because I thought only like important relationships I bring to my uh, parents, but when I'm not sure myself, what should I bring to, to my home, right? Like, I'm bringing a girl and then saying what, you know? But that's also a great question, again, to ask yourself. If you are dating someone and you have no idea what's the purpose of the relationship, probably, you know, maybe don't date or... A lot of questions there, right? So if you ask these questions yourself first and, you know, if you can answer them, it will just help you a lot avoid multiple mistakes or multiple things you can can go wrong before you start introducing people to your parents actually my wife was the same she wouldn't bring a guy into a home of her parents but that comes from the traditions where she grew up in and and it was also her very important belief in life that she would not bring home a guy that she's not certain she would marry wow so I wasn't allowed in her home, although <laughs> although her mother knew me <laughs> from church. <laughs> but she would just just like bringing me inside her home would basically mean for her that's like done relation, like wow. done in marriage, right? Wow. I didn't know about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying there are different, so different people with different beliefs. I think that's so true that there's such a wide range of how to go about it I think one because of culture and two just different perspectives of or ways of doing that um we were talking about this actually the other day Amy and I with some friends I think or yeah but anyways for me I'm like I'm probably not the most popular way of doing this but my parents like I 
I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to talk to you about this. Like, I think I have feelings for this person. Like, and I, like they're with me through the entire process, like even like, like everything. <laughs> and so like, you know, praying with me through different things. So for me, like I would want them to meet them immediately so that I could get their opinion and like, do, what do you see? Like, is there any red flags that you see that I don't see? So for me, it might be kind of a totally different process, but again, it comes from my specific relationship with my parents that we've cultivated. And like I've mentioned earlier, it wasn't always like that. My mom and I were at really big odds with a relationship that I went through. Honestly, she was right in the end, and I was just not wanting to listen to her. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that that's also a really interesting thing, just thinking about different cultures and or even perspectives and relationships with your parents but I would agree with you on the if you're hiding your relationship why and I think that that's a really important question and uh, if you're just doing it as a young person because you know you're not supposed to be dating um, that's not a good reason (laughs) I'm just gonna say that straight up Um, I was in a relationship, I've only had two relationships. It sounds like I've had many. I've, I've had two relationships, but the, the other one that I had, um, yeah, started out as a hidden thing and it, it did not go well. Um, of course, that's not always the case. As Alex said, there's always like the exception, but we were hiding for reasons that were not good. Um, wanting to do our own things, wanting to get physical and, yeah, that I think it's just really important to to look at these things and ask yourself these questions. Lots of questions to ask. Yes. Oh man. It's better to ask them than Do you have anything to, to say Amy, about that? I'm really curious about your opinion. <laughs> um I think yeah, I agree with um Alex and Miranda and everything. I think for me personally, I have younger siblings. And so I was always wanting to be aware of who I was bringing around the house because, you know, they get attached to, you know, different people that you're dating. And then if you guys break up, then there's, you know, hurt more than just in between you and this other person. And so, um, yeah. They're losing a friend. Yeah, they are. My One of my brothers was so upset when like I broke up with somebody because Sad. he had become really close friends with him. So how old is your your brother? At the time? At the time. Quick maths. I think he was 15. So, okay. Um, so now he knows who, who you're talking about. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if my ex is listening to this, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but no, he, he's aware. Um, they know. Yeah, he, they know that one. That was that was uh, a hard one for him to go through. And so I think for me, it was something that that is important. My family is important to me. And so I didn't want to just bring, mm-hmm. like Alex saying, like if you don't know the purpose of the relationship or you're not sure about it yourself, sometimes it's good to kind of figure that out before you involve, you know, everybody and their dog, you know, into your relationship. <laughs> uh, j- just to kind of ex- extend on this. Um, we had a really funny dynamic in in our church and in in our parents perspective on on dating um and the thing was that basically you were not allowed to date until you actually know you're tr- you're like marrying someone um which which is really weird and <laughs> <laughs> i think you should first kind of 
figure out if you really like the person, but um, that's a completely different topic to discuss. Um, but the thing was that as soon as uh, people in our church saw someone walking outside together, a guy and a girl, it would be a huge issue for everyone because you are not allowed to date. And if you are anywhere, you could be in a mall, you could be really good friends. They didn't care. And it created a lot of issues. And also it created issues for parents because the first thing when somebody comes to your mother who is going to church with you and then tells them, I saw this and this together, are they dating? Then it all falls on you and, and they start pounding on you. Like, are you dating? Is it serious? Are you going to marry? And so on and so on. So there, there is some unhealthy part to that because now you're not thinking about the relationship. Now you're thinking of satisfying your parents or church or yeah. somebody else. And, and again, it, it's, um, it was probably for good reasons, but execution of some of the th these things were not done really properly. And uh, my parents knowing I was dating someone, especially if it's from church, it will be just a constant non-stop like, so what's now? Are you going to marry? How soon? How long should it? Like, how long are you dating? Why are you dating so long? And so on and so on. When is your wedding? Yeah, when's the wedding? Like, how us. many kids? Yeah. It's like, we're not married yet. Yeah, so. But uh, one, one other thing um, I was thinking about when we were discussing the previous kind of things, um, expanding what, what Miranda was saying, um, if you can't if you can trust your parents, uh, I would suggest uh, finding uh, a youth leader, a yeah. pastor, anyone that you really trust that that is trustworthy yes it could be a really good christian friend and involve him into these relationships this really helps and i'm just speaking from my real uh, life experience right i, I was uh, I, I had a great uh, youth pastor uh, whom, whom i kind of basically trusted everything and and he really helped me go through a lot of my questions and uncertainties and like really, really hard times when I w wasn't sure like how to proceed with relationships and should it be her or not her, how do I know and so on and so on. Because there are, and especially it will be good if it will be a married, already married person. That's excellent if you can find um, because they kind of go, went through it. They know what they are talking about because same age guys, you also, you know, dating probably going through the same yeah, things at the, the same, same time exactly, yeah yeah so so basically might have the same perspective more more experienced person is of, mm -hmm. of course preferred but if you don't have that you know and anything anyone christian that is faithful and trustworthy probably will work better than nothing Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This really helps other people find us and enjoy listening to all of our banter and hopefully discovering something. You can also find us on social media platforms by looking up Youth Praha. As always, feel free to send us an email at youthpraha at icprog.cz with any questions or if you'd just like to connect with us. We look forward to hearing from you.